There's no doubt in my mind when I'm giving God everything I've got that he's going to watch over me. And you know what? He watches over me when I don't even do that. Isn't that an amazing God? God's faithful when we're not. You realize that? God's faithful. He's true to his word. He's true to what he said, even if I'm not. I mean, think about that. See, as human beings, if somebody breaks their part of the agreement, then we feel like that frees us. But God doesn't operate that way. I mean, he is going to be faithful to his word and his promises. Oh, I tell you, I feel the sweet presence of the Lord. Mm, I'm trying to get settled down here to preach. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles tonight, I want to turn to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Please be in prayer every day. Hope you're reading your Bible every day. Meditating on the Lord. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's good to meditate on the Lord. Just kind of having your mind wide open there and letting the Lord speak to you. Well, my glasses is fogging up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I hate to get another Bible. I love this Bible. I got so many notes I can't ever find what I'm looking for. I mean, I, I've preached outside of maybe 25 times, all the times I've ever preached, but now this Bible, and I know one Bible wouldn't make a difference, but it's funny how you just get in, something comes dear to you, the Word of God. So you need to love the Word of God. Hebrews 11, in one verse, verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Praise the Lord. Bless you. You may be seated. Preached from this one time, but this verse before, or matter of fact, several times, I guess, but a little different thought tonight. I want to speak about the making of a worshiper. The making of a worshiper. Exodus, the 14th chapter, describes an incredible, important moment uh, in the history of Israel. The Israelites had just come out of Egypt, and God had done this miraculous, supernatural thing that brought them out. And now they're being hotly pursued by Pharaoh's army. They were in a valley, steep mountains on either side, the Red Sea in front, and Pharaoh's army behind. You ever felt like you was in that place? It didn't matter which way you looked, it looked like there wasn't help. And they were about to face an agonizing night. Uh, you ever had something critical coming up the next day and you couldn't sleep at night? You tossed and you turned and you prayed and you feel like, you know, surely night must be over and it's only midnight and you tossed and you turned and you prayed. And uh, But I want to talk about tonight the making of a worshiper. Do you know what? A worshiper is not made during revivals. A worshiper is not made in the good sunny times in periods of victory and health. Worshippers aren't made when, when everything is happening good and the enemy's on the run. Worshippers of God are made during dark, stormy nights. I didn't say praisers. I said worshipers. When God does something good for you, you ought to be praising him and thanking him. But worship is not dependent on God making me feel good. 
worship is not dependent on God. You got to do something else for me before I'm going to respond to you. Real worship is a love and desire and a commitment that I made unto the Lord one day. And Lord, in the good times, I'm going to praise your name. And in the bad times, I'm going to do the same. In everything, give the King of Kings all the praise. And so how you respond in your storm determines what kind of worshiper you are, how you respond. Hebrews 11 gives us the image of Jacob in his old age. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship leaning upon the top of his staff. Joseph was a man when you read his, or Jacob was a man when you read his story, uh, and he had some problems. He was a liar, he was a conniver, but he came into contact with God, and he never was the same. I'm going to tell you, when you really come into contact with God, you're never the same. You can go back on God, but you're never the same. When you've ever really been touched by the master's hand there's a little limp that's just a little bit different about you no matter what everybody else does there's something that has changed in your soul and in your spirit and so him and his family had endured many traumatic things and Jacob knew his life was about to end and so he was going to bless his grandchildren and I've got a feeling that Jacob was looking back and it's interesting that they call him Jacob there in Hebrews. His name was changed to Israel, but in Hebrews it calls him Jacob again. I tell you what, I like people that's being real. I like people are looking for somebody that's real. I was talking to a principal the other day and it's Dr. Mike Young and he's got another job. He's retiring, but he said when the man called him, he said I answered the phone, Mike Young. And he said when you did that, he said that's when I decided to use the man I wanted. If you'd answered Dr. Mike Young, he said, I don't think I would have wanted you because somehow you've allowed your status to lift you up. Folks, the only reason we're here is because of Jesus Christ. If anything good is in your life, it's because Jesus put it there. He's given us every gift, every perfect and good gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness and no shadow of turning. Don't get lifted up if God blesses you. And Jacob, though I've got to believe he looked back at the event of his life and he was moved to worship God again because he began to remember all the times that God was faithful to him even when he wasn't everything he ought to be even after he promised God when he laid his head on the pillar that I'm going to be right it was 20 years later before he was really changed but God was faithful to him I'm here tonight because God has been faithful to me even when I wasn't what I ought to be. Even when I got down, even when I committed sin, God was faithful to me. And Jacob worshiped God in that moment because his soul was at rest. He had proven God faithful beyond any shadow of a doubt. And I'm sure he replayed those victories in his mind. So I want you to know tonight for everyone who's facing difficult times, those of you who are in severe testing right now, uh, maybe it looks like God's going to have to do a miracle for you to get out of your situations. I, I want you to know tonight the Bible is very clear that you can come out of this storm stronger than you were when you went in. You can be a better worshiper than you ever was before. It is your attitude that you take 
in the storm is what makes you what you are. He has a plan to bring you out. He's got his hand. You know, the Bible tells us, and even this morning we mentioned in that message, the Lord sent them out on the lake. He knew a storm was coming. But in this story, the Lord led them to this valley. He told them to go to this place. He knew there was mountains on each side. The Red Sea was there. And it was God, the Bible says, who hardened Pharaoh's heart. God knew that they was fixing to get into a bad situation. Why would God do that? Well, maybe two reasons or two I wrote down. Number one, Exodus 14 and 4, he said, I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. Every once in a while, God is going to use you to prove to the devil and to the world that I've got my hand on them and they can make it through anything, any bad trial, any heartache, any tragedy, anything that comes, this child of mine is going all the way with Jesus. And secondly, God wanted his people to enter into their wilderness journey as worshipers. God didn't need murmurs and complainers. Well, I guess the church don't need murmurs and complainers. I'll say that kindly and nicely. He wanted true worshipers. They were encamped by the sea. And you know what? At first they was rejoicing. Man, they had come out of Egypt after 400 years of bondage. After all that time of being under the iron fist of Pharaoh. And they were full of hope. And they were full of joy. They probably were crying a little bit and laughing a little bit and shouting a little bit. No more getting beat up. No more persecution free at last free at last they were excited about the promises that God has given them that's the way you feel when you get the Holy Ghost praise God I'm free at last my soul has been set free my spirit has been set free my flesh has been set free and there is a joy and a happiness that comes but right at the height of their feeling good, the enemy showed up. Isn't that just like the devil, as my mama used to say? Just like the devil. The Egyptians came roaring down on them like a lion. Can't you just see somebody dancing? All of a sudden, there was somebody said, did you hear? The Egyptians are coming. And you talking about wiping that smile off your face. You talking about in the middle of a dance, all of a sudden you stooped to begin to cry. They looked, somebody's bound to climb up on a lookout spot and they saw great clouds of dust coming. Uh, there was hundreds of horses uh, and riders and 900 chariots of iron. Uh, and, and the Bible says in Exodus 14 and 10, they were sore afraid. Have we not all received a bad phone call? Have we not always had something happen right when everything is going good and you feel good about life? All of a sudden somebody gets sick or somebody's taken out or the boss says we're going to have to have a layoff or the doctor gives you a bad report. You see what they did, the Israelites, they focused their attention on the situation and they cried unto the Lord, the Bible said, but you know what? It wasn't a cry of worship. Their cry was, why? Have you allowed us to come out here? How 
all did you bring us out here to be killed? After all the pain and suffering we've been through, how could you do that to us? How do you respond in the time of crisis? Do you let bitterness get a hold of you? Do you bring up everything that's ever happened in your life and let the devil sit on your shoulder? Do you say, God, how could you treat me this way? Or is there something inside of you like Job of old that says the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away? Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to be a true worshiper. A true worshiper. But the Lord told Israel three things. Fear not. And I forgot, I think I heard the other day, maybe somebody said it here. Maybe it was Brother Mallory. There's 365 fear nots or be not afraid. One for every day. Because we're not given the spirit of fear. But it's easy to get fear. But he said, fear not, stand still. Man, they was wanting to hide. They was wanting to try to find a way of escape for themselves. And he said, then see the salvation of the Lord. His call to Israel was, I am going to fight for you. You just hold your peace. If I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle, victory, victory shall be mine. There's times you just got to stand on the word of God and say, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this situation's going to come about. But I stand on the word of God. He was trying to tell them everything is under control. Don't panic. But night came. They was probably thankful for the night. And you know what? God sent an angel to stand between his people and the Egyptians. And then he moved the cloud between his people and the Egyptians. And it was dark on the side of the Egyptians, but the cloud gave light to the children of Israel. Uh, I want you to know there's a lot of application could be there. If you'll get in the word of God, he'll be a light to you. To the world, the Bible, they don't understand it. The, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them. They don't understand the power of the cross, but it's because of the cross that we're here tonight. It's because of the shedding of blood that we have victory tonight. It's because of the sacrifice that we're able to have liberty tonight. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he has this, it's pitch dark to the Egyptians. And, and uh, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all the night. The Hebrew word there for wind means violent exhaling. And one commentary I read said, God exhaled his breath all night long. And you know what? They was intense. And here they are. Not only have they got the Egyptians right over there wanting to kill them, but the wind begins to blow. They didn't understand the wind was part of God's plan. I'm sure they thought, uh, can you believe this? On top of everything else, the wind is blowing. It's about to knock my tent down. I can't get any rest. But they didn't understand that God was using that wind to part the Red Sea and make the walls of water stand up and they was going to walk over on dry ground. You don't know what God is using for your victory. I, I love how it says it. It says that the water congealed. That's what jello is. It congealed. I wonder how them fish were swimming. Really? Congealed. And, and you know, 
I can imagine, I don't know how high it had to be, but you would figure it had to be pretty high. And I imagine somebody said, well, who's going first? Well, you go ahead and go. No, you go ahead and go. Because you see that water standing there, but if somehow that comes loose, we're in trouble. But when they begin to understand, God wanted them to know that that which I have begun a good work in, I am able to perform it. You that are struggling tonight, you that have been down tonight, God didn't bring you this far to let you down. God didn't bring you to this point to cast you aside. I'm going to tell you, God's going to help you make it all the way. Just get up and shake yourself again and say, praise God, I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care what the world is going to do. I've made up my mind. I'm not going to turn around. But every once in a while, God requires an act of faith. And they got to thinking that the wind was the problem when really it was a blessing. He wanted them to trust the Lord. You know what the Lord really wants? He wants you to trust him no matter what happens. No matter what happens. That's real trust. You know, you get the children, you know, you get in the swimming pool and they're standing on the edge and you say, jump to me. And you know, you know they don't really want to do it. But if you've got a good enough relationship, they'll just jump to you. They'll trust you. Sometimes the Lord says, jump to me. And you go, I don't know, Lord. You know, I mean, that just look, what if you drop me? Has he ever dropped anybody? Anybody here testify God failed you? I didn't say you didn't have some hard times, but I say, did God forsake you? Did God ever turn his back on you? I tell you, God remembers that I am but flesh. He loves me. He sees my needs. He sees my situation. But every once in a while, he says, trust me. And you know what? That's hard to do sometimes. But when I'm a true worshiper, whether I live or whether I die, I am the Lord. If you would settle in your mind, it is appointed unto man once to die. It's already settled when I'm going to leave this world. God's already ordained that. So I don't have to go around in fear. I hope it's not 2004, but if it's 2004, I want to go out praising God. I want to go out magnifying God. I want to go out thanking him for all the blessings he's given me and everything good he's done in my life. I don't want to have a pity party. I don't want to feel down and out because that somebody else is doing better or different than I am. I believe that there's some unseen hands guiding me. That's what I believe. I believe that God is watching over me. I believe that God is protecting me. And you see, God knew that if they could get something inside of them when they got in the woods, it would help them. But you know what's saying? They, they come through the Red Sea on dry ground. And when they get over, they go to dancing and shouting and praising. Three days later, they're murmuring and complaining about bitter water. Didn't last long, did it? Y'all know I love to shout. But I'm going to tell you what, you can be a shallow shouter. See, so you, you dance when everything's going good. Oh, hallelujah. Can you make it when you get laid off? What you going to do when you get sick in your body? What you going to do when things don't work out like you like for your children? What are you going to 
do when it seems like everything is going wrong? Are you going to get down? Are you going to blame God? Are you going to say, Lord, I don't have to understand. I trust you, Lord. I know you got your hand upon me. I'm not serving you for the loaves and the fishes. I am a worshiper of Jesus Christ. And that's what he's looking for. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. A true worshiper isn't someone who dances after the victory is won. It isn't the person who sings praises once the enemy has been vanquished. It's the one that before the miracle happens can praise God. See, Israel, like I say, they were good at, at thanking God for what he did for the short term. But they weren't true worshipers. They were shallow shadowers. A true worshipers learn to trust in the Lord. And you know what? There's something about your soul being at rest. I am so blessed. My soul is at rest. I'm going to tell you, it feels good to be right with God. It feels good in the midst of the storm to be able to come to him and say, Lord, here it is, God. I got problems and I got situations uh, and I can't even begin to imagine how you're going to work them out. Uh, but God, I know that you're in control. Uh, the Bible says he sets one up and puts another one down. Uh, I always know God is in control of this world. The devil's the prince of the power of the air, but God is in control of the universe. Uh, the devil doesn't have power over me. God is watching over my life. Uh, I want you to know tonight, be of good cheer. Be not afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Somehow, and I, I've read a lot of, in my younger days, hadn't read much lately, cowboy books. And you know who the most dangerous guy was? But God didn't care if he died. Old Doc Holliday was dying. So he he just soon fight. Matter of fact, wouldn't you rather die with a bullet and drying up some kind of disease? But he didn't care about whether he lived or died. The devil don't know what to do with people that's saying, hey, I'm God's. Whatever God does, that's his business. If he sees fit for me to have balls on my body, praise God, he's still God. He's still the lover of my soul. He's still in control. I'm still going to live for him. I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to magnify him. But I'm going to tell you when you find out what you're made out of is the tough times. It's those hard times when, man, it just seems like what you're going to do. I've told you I went through a spell there in Cleveland for about a year, year and a half. I couldn't feel God like I wanted to feel him. And I'm going to tell you it was a trying time of my soul. You know why? Because I've always been such a demonstrative worship. And I want to feel the touch of the Holy Ghost. And I want to juke and jive at church. And I would come to church and, and they would sing and they would play. And, and it seemed like I couldn't get in the vein of the Holy Ghost. And, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I was trying to pray. And I was trying to be faithful. But somehow I was going through this tough time. You see, I had always been a praiser. But God wanted me to be more than a praiser. He wanted me to be a worshiper. That in the bad times, God, I don't have to feel anything. But just out of what I know, Brother Lee, I don't operate on my feelings. I know Jesus loves me. I know my sins are washed away. I know I've got the Spirit of God inside of me. I know I'm on my way to heaven. You know what? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. When you understand and really believe that Jesus loves you, 
Well, what's the devil going to do? Uh, he can't, he'll try to tell you God doesn't love you. He'll try to tell you that God doesn't care. But you see, God's preparing me. And just like nobody likes to go through the hard training, that's why rich people nowadays, they hire them a personal trainer. You know why? They won't get there and exercise themselves. So they pay some guy, some of them in Hollywood, pay him like $1,000 a day. Now, I could be a trainer for 1000 a day. I know what to do. <laughs> it's doing it is the problem. But they get them there and they tell them, no, come on, come on, you can do another one. And they push them and they push them because they know they won't do as much by themselves. God's going to put you in some situations until your own ego gets out of the way, until your own dependency and your own self-sufficiency gets ground down and gets beat down until you understand God, you're all that I need. You're all that I need. I love that story I read one time about the sheep that never would stay with the flock and it would always go off and the shepherd would prod him along and, and somebody came to visit him one day and there was a sheep over there had a broke leg and he asked him, said, what happened to that sheep? He said, that sheep would not respond to my voice and I finally broke his leg. And the first few days, every time I came close, that sheep tried to bite me. But you know what? That sheep got so thirsty that when I came up with some water one day, that sheep began to drink. And now that sheep licks my hand and no sheep will follow me by my voice like that one will. God had to put us, some of us, in a situation that he beat out some of this so strong will that we have. And this God, I can do it on my own. Folks, I've got to have the Lord. I can't make it on my own. There's too many problems and pressures in life. God, I confess you're all that I need, but I need all of God that I can get. I want to empty myself out. I want to be a true worshiper. God's not looking for the flash in the pan. God's looking for those people that have counted the cost and have made up their mind that, God, I hadn't always been perfect. God, I laid on the floor some of the time. I wasn't even walking. I just was laying there and feeling sorry for myself and did a few things I shouldn't have done but somehow deep in my heart I always loved the Lord I said God I don't want to go back to where I used to be and somehow he would overshadow me and encourage me and lift me up and you'd find yourself back on your feet again you got to make up your mind I'm burning the bridges behind me there's no place to go I am committed to you God come hell or high water come good times or bad times I'm on my way to hell I'm willing to pay any price. I'm willing to fight any foe. I'm willing to do anything I got to do. I must be saved. And until you get that attitude, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to make it. You got to make up your mind no matter what comes against me. Lord, I'm going to get up and I'm going to carry on. If y'all come to the music, God is looking for true worshipers that won't run at the first shot that won't run at the first discouragement. He's looking for us, and he's trying to mature us. And so if you're going through a big, bad trial, you know what God is saying? I trust you. I trust you. I wouldn't put more on you than you're able to bear. Did you ever feel like you had more than you could bear? I'm just telling you, I've told the Lord a few times I had more than I could bear. But you know what? I guess I didn't. I'm still here. And then something else happened. Don't be telling God you got all you can bear. 
He won't, he'll prove to you you really didn't. Go ahead and do one more rep. <laughs> Go ahead, let me put five more pounds on it. No, I, I've got all I can do. No, I'm going to tell you, God loves us so much. He puts us in the fire to purify us. And he's wanting us to be true worshipers. We talked about it last night. And, and we have such tradition in Pentecost. And, and, I, and I love it. You know, we, we get the music playing fast song going drums beating the bass I'm not, nothing wrong with that but I'm going to tell you if I'm not loving God from my heart he ain't getting nothing out of him I'm going to tell you I've had times when I just sat there and it just get my mind on the Lord and soar in his presence God wants heartfelt worship he wants somebody, and when he looks at his people, his bride, one day we're going to rule and reign with him. And he's going to have to have people he can trust. And God puts us through this test and trials, and we fail. And the good news is he lets us take it again. And if we fail, he lets us take it again. And if we fail, he lets us take it again. And he never gets tired of letting us take it again. And it's so good every once in a while when the light bulb dawns on us. Did you ever not realize you was in a trial until you was almost through? You know, you just thought you was having a bad stretch and it dawns on you finally. Oh no, this is a test. And I didn't realize it. They test the kids at school now. My wife came home and they were practicing. And the principal got mad because some of the kids just went through their marking. To the kids, it doesn't mean nothing. But that school is going to be graded on that. And to the kids, they're just marking. They didn't realize how important it is. And sometimes we're just marking away here. Boy, I let my temper get away there. I got upset about that. I was crying about that. And all of a sudden, I, wait a minute, this is a test. I didn't know this was a test. If I'd have known this was a test, I would have realized it's an open book test. I can use the book to help me. It is written. It is written. It is written. When you're in the midst of the storm, get into the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, you may not feel the goosebumps. You don't have to feel the goosebumps. The Word of God is already anointed. I say it all the time, but I want to say it again. You need a word from the Lord. Read your Bible. You need an answer about the problem. You need to study the Bible. Ask God to direct you. He's given us the word of God to help us. Why don't we stand tonight? I want to invite us to come around the front tonight. And I, I don't know. I want them just to sing a song. And I just want you to. Do whatever you feel like doing. Just feel after the Lord. I know some of you right now are, are in the midst of a storm. God wants you to know it's going to be all right. You just hold on. You just trust on. You just believe God. You're going to come out stronger. You're going to come out. With a pen.